Welcome back. My name is Chris Goslin, and today we're talking to Dean Fergie from Cyan Investment Management. Uh, Cyan's fund has been running for just over seven years, so it's got a good track record uh, running uh, funds in the small mid-cap space in Australia. Dean, welcome back. Thanks for having me on again, Chris. Nice to speak to you. It's been a while since we last spoke. Tell us what's been happening in the markets and what's been happening with the fund. Yeah, it's been um, incredibly active in the in the small cap space. Um, a lot of volatility in the in the primary markets, and then a hell of a lot of t- activity in the IPO and placement market. You know, we've seen uh, I just say unheralded amount of um, deal flow on a daily basis. A number of companies placing money and and raising money and coming to market through IPOs. So there's been a lot to look at. Um, I guess that makes it. Um, I suppose advantageous that you have a lot of choice, but also makes it a little bit tricky, and you've got to be a little bit more selective. And and more recently, I think the market's undergoing a little bit of fatigue from the amount of money that's the amount of companies are putting their hand out for for capital. So getting the stock pick right at the current time is uh, is not easy, but incredibly important. Yeah, look, I mean, it's, it's always really important, I think, because the market seems to be so flighty that they get onto good deals and they, they they bid them up extremely well and then they get a little bit bored and they move on to the next big thing. We're seeing um, lots of volatility in terms of volume, um, lots of volatility in terms of pricing. And as a fundamental investor, it does make it more difficult because you're seeing a lot of really, like, day-to-day or week-to-week volatility when the underlying business is not really changing that much. So it makes it makes it hard to, um, you know, I guess I guess, guess it, get what you like to see is a steady incremental return over time. So what do you think is driving this? Is it the retail investor with a lot of retail investors came into the market sort of as a result of COVID? Uh, is it that side of the market that's pushing the volatility around or is it the more institutional or, or fund-based manager? I definitely think it's the former, Chris. I feel that there's a lot of retail money floating around the market. There's a lot of people you know, with more time on their hands that are, that are trading. When you've seen a market that has been positive for a long period of time, everyone wants to jump on board and, and get a little bit of that action as well. And I think it's reflected in, in the performance of cryptos. You know, that's the, I'd say that's a true kind of speculative market. And we've seen how that, well, that's performed. And I think that's flying over into the stock market, which is which is creating the, the volatility and and subsequently seeing a lot more companies, you know, trying to take advantage of that through through raising their own capital. It's always a risk with the punters market when it comes to an end. Uh, can you see it coming to an end? There's been a lot of talk about interest rate rises. There's been a lot of talk about inflation. Uh, there's now been a bit of a dip in the market with a new COVID variant. Um, is it ongoing and do you feel comfortable or are you taking some risk off the table? Um, yeah, look, it's almost a sitting on the fence kind of scenario. I think there is a little bit of risk there, but I think what we've seen over the last 12 months is that any dips get bought back extremely quickly because capital still wishes to be deployed into, I suppose, an asset class where it was seen to be, you know, the opportunity for some pretty strong capital gains. So whilst I think there is some risk on the valuation side and, and certainly in stock-specific 
um, scenarios, you know, I, I think it's still the time to be reasonably fully invested because you're not getting a return elsewhere. And I do see continued demand in the space. But it's probably also a time to be extra cautious or just cautious as usual. I mean, what we've seen in the portfolio is that when you have diversification across a number of different holdings, some will you know, be going extremely well some months while others really, really struggle and then the reverse is opposite the next month. So if you, if you have your eggs reasonably diversified across a number of different baskets, I think the overall outcome is actually pretty satisfactory. Um, what I would be, you know, I suppose... I'd advise against is having one all your holdings in in one specific stock, but also um, in you know sort of all in say technology, all in microcap, all in a growth sector, you know those kind of things. You want diversified across you know industry, um, you know across size, and and you know across I suppose um, uh, um, uh, sectoral aspects as well. So if you've got those sort of three diversifications, I think you end up with a, with a reasonable portfolio that will perform quite well over time. Diversification is the greatest reducer of risk that there possibly can be. I mean, you can over-diversify and therefore you reduce your return. But uh, diversification really is, is number one when it comes to risk, I think. Yeah, look, and what happens, I think, with private investors is, is that they'll have holdings that go really well that become a really large part of their portfolio and they don't really notice because that's just how they've they've emerged but we're finding this volatility it's important to remain really active over time that you know we may not necessarily be traders but when we have stocks that that are performing quite well it's it's important to take a few of those chips off the table when you when you've had a few wins just to keep that diversification intact to not have your portfolio become unbalanced through share price movements so remaining disciplined is still another sort of major tenet of your process? Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. Look, it's, I mean, we're professional investors, so that's what we're supposed to do. You know, we, we don't kind of go away for two or three weeks and come back and look at the portfolio and say, oh, well, look how, you know, look what's happened. It, it's a it's a, day-to-day it's a, it's a -day and an hour-to-hour -hour proposition. And when there's a lot of volatility in the market, you you need to be remain active in order to have that the right um, rightly constructed portfolio. Then over time, the seven years and three months, I think you've been in operation, maybe four months by the end of this month, you've outperformed the index, you've outperformed the peer group. Um, not always easy to do that over a seven-year period. Is it just sticking to the knitting, having the process, um, sticking to that that does it? We operate in quite a small subset of the market and we don't, get distracted outside that because certain sectors running hot you know for instance we haven't been i won't say sucked in but we haven't been lured into investing in you know the mining stocks that are operating the battery market and those kind of really hot sectors so you know like what that means is there are periods where we don't perform as well as other sectors and at the moment it's extremely hard because you've got a natural cash drag on the portfolio which means you know, you're underperforming a little bit when the market's really, really running. There's some sectors that have been 
extremely hot that you know investors like ourselves that haven't been in in lithium or cobalt producers or explorers aren't aren't benefiting from so um you know there are periods where it's difficult but i think over the long term if you, if you know what you know and you're disciplined about that and you make right sensible decisions then over the long time long term you should end up with um with a good outcome with which is what we've done and that's been pleasing so it sounds like those three terms stay diversified stay disciplined and stick to what you know is that sort of a fair if i had to pick out three things from this conversation yeah look i mean i think that's just really sensible uh, and it, it is difficult not to be as i said lured into the stuff that's really hot and really exciting that you don't necessarily know you know biotech's another one that there've been some great performances in that sector that we have missed out on but we don't understand it and we don't know how to value it and so we we don't get sucked into investing outside our our sort of scope of 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 knowledge and experience dean as always great to talk to you i hope you have a great ending to the year um we're coming into december so i suppose we have to say happy christmas and a happy new year 2022 who knows what will occur we'll look forward to speaking to you all the best thanks chris always great to talk to you and be involved with fun monitors